the nerds take over. Us? Huh? This episode of Nerdables, we are reviewing Pirates 5. Wonder Woman gets the highest Rotten Tomatoes rating since The Dark Knight. And Hasbro launches a huge property crossover this August. Yeah, sure. Sure. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Subject to change. <laughs> Put an asterisk on yeah. the end of the run. <laughs> All of our shows. Put an asterisk at the end of the rundown <laughs> that says subject to change. And as you can tell, Chris and Mikey are joining me this week. So, uh, Pirates. Chris, you've seen it. Arr, I did see it. I've seen it. And I haven't. Mikey, you don't care to I see it. I don't give a shit about the Pirates franchise anymore. Uh, well, it's interesting. Dead Man Tell No Tales is the, the newest one. Yeah. But internationally, it's called Salazar's Revenge. Yeah. Salazar's Revenge. Maybe they just didn't want Dead in the title. Well, I, I'm wondering... <laughs> so, Pirates of the Caribbean's in every other Disney. Yes. At Disneyland. You know, yes. You're a Disney owner. I wonder if that line is on that. At That's all. what I was wondering. Because I don't think that line is a classic line. Like I, I don't know if that actually exists in pirate lore. Yeah. That idea or whatever. You know, just like walk the plank is so. Yeah. It's such a Hollywood thing. That, right. You know, people like they didn't really walk. They just threw you overboard. Yeah. You know, it exactly. Wasn't, I you're gonna walk the plank, me. No, like hey, over. Let's th- just put them in the boat and put them in the water. Put them in the water. Um. Well, they kind of make a reference to that in the original Pirates, I think. Yeah. Well, it's again, it's it's a trope of pirate films right. that they use to create suspense in a in a motion picture that in reality makes no sense at all. Yeah. Because there's no re- if, if you're going to torture someone, you're not going to torture them by making them walk down the plank. Right. Long enough to figure out an escape plan or whatever. You know, it's it's like Return of the Jedi. Jabba should have just shot the three of them right yeah. there. He's like, oh, I'm going to throw you in the Sarlacc. Nope. Which is Boba Fett just shows up. <laughs> done. Everyone's dead. And Lando's like, well, I guess Whoops. I'll face the rebellion now. <laughs> See you later, guys. i got a Death Star. i got to blow up. Um, so some of those tropes like Dead Men Tell No Tales may be something that we have here in yeah. our pirates in both Florida and California. The Pirates Ride has that, you know, Dead Men Tell No Tales, and then you drop. Which you may not uh, exist internationally, and again, you're 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 selling it to a number of countries that don't have a Disneyland within three thousand miles. Right. So. Well, the other thing is when you dro- make that drop, you don't hear that dead men tell their tales as much anymore. Well, it I, does. I remember it, hearing it. It depends on when you hit that. Well, yeah, it's just like the Davy Jones. Right. And then well, you, when I was younger, it was it seemed more regimented when I was I younger. Did, I thought so too. It was it was always there when I was right. younger, you know, into my teens and well, going up until they changed it with Jack Sparrow. Yeah, it was always you always heard it every time yeah, you dropped. Yeah, you hear dead man tell no tale. And now you ah. hear it when uh, on the ride you'll you you'll hear a dead when you first come yeah, around the bend. Yeah. yeah, you hear dead man tell no tales. You know, yeah, a it's like times. a sing song thing. That's and the then um, one of the uh, one of Davy Jones yes. lines in the mist. He says the same thing. You know, Dead Mountains Tell No Tales. Dead right. Two Dead Tales says, so says I, Davy Jones. And then you go through his little mist and everybody puts their hands up like, ooh, it's so <laughs> wet. It's so wet going through. Yeah. Hey, God. Um, the last time on that ride was amazing because the two people in front of me, I think, had never been on Pirates before. It was cool. these two younger girls that were obviously not from this country. So I, I think it was their first time because as we're going through and we were pretty stacked. 
So we stopped before the drop. Right. Like completely dead stop. And then the boat in front of us goes and falls. And I'm seeing them like, wait, what's going on? And, and I kind of was like, have you girls not been on this ride before? And they kind of looked at me and looked forward like, what? I said, it's just a drop. It's not that bad. <laughs> and so we take it. And they were super excited and everything. But it was funny to sit with someone who had no idea what Pirates was, what, yeah. you know, what the ride was, and go through those two quick drops. And... It was just, it was like a different experience. It was like, oh, yeah, there's people that still have never been That's on this weird. ride. You, you, for, you forget that. Like yeah. That. Well, living in Southern California, when you can go to Disneyland yeah. basically yeah. anytime you want. Too, yeah. Yeah. You, you forget that well, there are people of... that have not ever been. A lot of, yeah. you know, most of the people that go are people that have been before, grow up in Southern California, so on right. and so forth. But yeah, you, you forget that there's every time you go, there are literally thousands of people at Disneyland that have never been to Disneyland before. And may have never been to a Disney park before and right. have no idea what all the rides are. Yeah. You know, they go through Star Tours and like, oh, that's it. No, it's a combination of different things. You can go on it more than once and not have the same thing. <laughs> you go on Spice, Space Mountain right now when it's Hyperspace Mountain, you're like, not anymore. And then, well, it just whatever. switched. It just switched. It now. just switched. Yeah, it's, I think it switches this week. And then they go. Okay. Because before. I think this week is the 40th anniversary of the original Space Mountain. Uh Something like that, but the the truly vintage. It's, it's, I thought it was older than that. Mm-hmm. It was seventy seven. Yes, so the uh, the truly vintage Disneyland page I follow talked yeah. about the fact that it changes this week. Mm-hmm. It goes back. Wait, they're going. Wait, we have Star Wars fortieth anniversary, and we have the fortieth anniversary on. Space Mountain. It's going to be interesting Holy to crap. see if which one bring, are we going to put in there. <laughs> it's interesting to see if they bring the Star Wars one back. When I'm even sure they'll do season. I can't. I can't again. imagine that they'll bring it back yet. They left it for so long. Yeah, it seems like it just let it let it go for a while. That's. I was less surprised that it was still the Star Wars ride after Halloween. So I, I was year. too. That it, they were, I thought they'd go through the Halloween one, the Ghoul or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And then it would go back to uh, the regular, and right. then it would be Star Wars at the end of 2017. But they went back to the Star Wars one. Yeah. And then now in the summer, they've gone back to the classic Space Mountain. I want him to bring it back where he had Mario Lopez up on the screen, and he was doing the. What? Yeah, don't you remember that the ride? Oh yeah, don't you remember the one that they used to have it where oh. for a while a lot of the rides would have some famous. Um, celebrity dressed up it's where Jurassic World got the whole idea for Jimmy Fallon to do the thing I don't even remember that they they had people dressed up you know in costume and they were you know the famous person they were talking about the ride stars it's gonna be like five no this has been it's been longer than that it's it's been who Mario Lopez was between 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 the point of where Saved by the Bell ended (laughs) until he did Dancing with the Stars he was non-existent access Hollywood he did yeah, that after that Dancing was, with the yeah. Stars. Was it after? Yeah. Everything, Everything that Mario after. Lopez became was after he was on Dancing with the Stars. That's why people go on that show. Yeah. You've seen so many people resurrect their careers by going on Dancing with the Stars. And in Mario Lopez's case, take his shirt off and he's still ripped. He's still right. Slater. And women went crazy and they said, put him on Access Hollywood. He's a decent host and what have you. So that's how he got his second career was all because he went on that show and did well. Yeah, but the, the the way they they had it at one point where you know, you the monitors that you have where you get to go through, they had it where they had certain celebrities. Was doing, that while you're waiting in line? While you're waiting oh, in line, I thought you meant in the ride. No, 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 that would no, be that's hilarious. Horrible. You're just <laughs> saved going by the bells, mountain. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, Zach gi- and Slater are in space. Think, you like, get this oh, giant man, Mario Lopez horrible. coming Woo! out. Yeah. <laughs> 
be no, 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 they, 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 while you're yeah. waiting on the monitors would have, you know, okay, well, it's preparing, because everything else is Patrick Warburton or Alice yes. and Janie. Yeah. yeah. Patrick Warburton's on what, four rides? Yeah. I know Star, he's at least on two. He's on Star Tours. He's on Star He's the voice of the, one of the robots in Star so Tours. Man. Alice and Janie's the other one. And uh-huh. he's actually in. Where's Alice and Janie? Alice and Janie is. Oh, is it the first droid uh, when you're. Um, I think so, yeah. Yeah, the one that's doing the luggage search. That's her voice. I think. Isn't it? No, isn't it the monitor? Oh, no, no, it is no, the, it's the safety monitor. No, the monitor is Warburton. No, 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 not, no, not, not the, not the droid you, that's sitting there when you're in line. When you're going, when you're, the, the, when oh, you're, when oh, you're standing oh. in the queue to actually walk them. into okay. the simulator. It's, it's basically the droid from Dax's restaurant in, yeah, uh, it's out, in episode yeah. two. Uh, I think yeah. it's Alice and Janie's voice. It sure as hell sounds like it. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah, when she says that, that's what it is. I'm like, that's Alice and yeah. Janie. Um, I think Warburton does something else, but now I can't remember what it was. I think there's something else in California Adventure that has his voice, but I don't know. I thought, didn't he do something in um, Astro Blasters, too? I don't think so because I think Astro Blasters is all original voices. Is it? I think it so. could be. I thought there was. I thought there was a third. You know, third anyway. voice in there. So, anyways, so let's um, bring back Mario Lopez. <laughs> but Astro here's the other thing about to change. Dead Man Tell No Tales may not translate very well in certain languages. Well, it's That's also probably point. don't want to put dead in it. In a right. Bit. I mean, they changed a lot of the stuff like that. Like Captain America was just First Avenger in a yes. lot of different countries. Because they didn't want to put America in the title. Right. And then you go to see it. Like, what is this American doing? Why is he beating up these good Germans? I don't understand. <laughs> Those are the bad Germans. There's no such thing. Um, but here, uh, the, the weird thing about Pirates of the Caribbean 5, before we get into the review, is the critics hate this movie. It's it's gotten critics are just like like Rotten Tomato. It got a twenty nine for their uh, tomato meter, but the audiences gave it a seven. IMDb a gave seven? a seventy. Excuse oh. me, seventy. <laughs> IMDb gave it a seven point one out of ten. The Metacritic rating was a thirty nine. Um, so I mean, it was just like These ratings down from four. Yeah, the, four. which well, is four, four four didn't terrible. do very well. I didn't look yeah. up four. No, four. The, the thing with this is. Like we discussed beforehand, because we talked about the box office for it last week, mm-hmm. is diminishing returns, and it's not just pirates. It's also now it's it's more in that has Johnny Depp lost it right. sort of thing. Well, this his, week it'll be third in the box diminished. office yeah. behind. It's like Tom Cruise's diminishing box office too. Yeah, Wonder Woman and Captain Underpants beat it this week. Yeah, and it, but it still did like twenty one. Yeah, I mean, it, as the quote that we had last week from whatever the VP of marketing or whoever it was the. Listen to last week's show. You can see the exact quote. But as he said, he basically admitted, we don't make this film for America. But there's enough fans here to still release it here. Mm-hmm. But it's the international gross that they're counting on because Ford did very well internationally. Right. And it didn't do well here. Well, look, here's domestically, it's done $114 million. That's higher than I thought it would do. To tell you so far, to date. Um, That's higher than I thought it would do total. Really? Yes. Ford, it's done $386 million. Yeah. So it's done. It's done five hundred and one million gross has uh, worldwide like so far. What is this like a two hundred million? It budget, had two hundred thirty million dollars as a budget. That's an insane budget. Yeah. You look so, at that film. You're like, where's two hundred thirty million dollars going? Well, you had to move a whole building. But you didn't. That's all <laughs> no, CGI. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Is, I guess we don't think of CGI as still being expensive, right? Because it's come well, I so far. How much of that building was? Because you had you had. I think almost most of it. Most of it is because you had John. Studio. You had a stunt man or a stunt double for Johnny Depp on top of that building. Yeah, but that's just a. And you could put a building on rollers and you know just make well, it. Well, but a that's facade that and, also is just a that can be a studio shot of the roof. Yeah, 
I mean, that's with a, with a projection screen even and be able to do that or a green screen behind him that they just project the plate that they would shoot yeah. on location, which I guess they shot in Australia. That was they shot in Australia. They shot in the um, uh, British Virgin Isles. And I want to say they did something here in L.A. <laughs> Chuck Norris once visited the Virgin Islands. They are now known as <laughs> the Islands. <laughs> That's my favorite Chuck Norris one ever. It's one of the first ones I ever saw on a T-shirt. It was like a list of them, you know. And it's and it's all the the some of the more famous ones of you know. When Chuck Norris was slapped as a baby. He slapped yeah. the doctor back and he's now in a coma or whatever. <laughs> but the one, Chuck Norris once visited the Virgin Islands. They are now known as the Islands. Every time I hear Virgin Islands, that's all I think of. So I saw this film twice. You saw it twice? Well, I saw it with Beth and Arabella and then I went back and saw it with Ethan. Okay. Maybe you like Pirates But I like it. I, I like the movie. I liked it. There's, there's nothing... The clip I showed when I was watching, I don't know what late night show where the shark was going over I'm like that looks horrible. I could have done without the sharks that looks stupid as shit. the sharks was definitely a marketing moment yes I thought it was kind of like the designs were cool yeah it's like okay it fit within the story they have to mm-hmm. get them before they get to the land yes. so by the way spoilers um it's I liked it two weeks now, I so. thought it was better than four yeah but I also don't remember four because four <laughs> wasn't that good and it's better than three because, to me, the last two-thirds of the third film are incomprehensible. Yeah. Just well, three has a special place because I, I love the pirate, uh, the court, you know. And there's, there's I, I also pieces. love that original song. There, well, yeah, there's a pieces for it. That's fine. Yeah. As a movie, that movie is terrible because it is incomprehensible to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. My friend Doug watched all three of them basically in succession within the course of like four or five days. Right. As he was trying to get through all four and go see five. He didn't watch four because he was so pissed off when he got to three. Because <laughs> even two for him, like he was, he was talking about two and he said, this is fairly convoluted. And I said, if you watch it and you pay attention, it'll make sense. And I've always admitted part of my love for two, much like your love for three, is that ending. Yeah. Because the first time I saw I didn't expect Barbosa to walk down the steps. Yeah. When he walks down the steps, I'm like, that's awesome. And, you know, and Jack, quote unquote, dying and everything. I liked the end of that film. Yeah. I thought three really didn't didn't capture what two had. Well, see, here's here's the problem with the original pirate trilogy, if you want to call it that, is they wrote one, and one was supposed to be a standalone movie yeah. with no plot, no, no idea, no plot. No, plot. no they had... They no, had, there's, there's enough of they a didn't plot, want, and they didn't want, and Or they had no idea that they were going to do two and three. They, yeah, they just did the don't. one, and they said, this is all we're going to do. And then well, remember all of a before that it went big. remember before that film came out, it was supposed to be a failure. Yes, because everyone was like, "Oh, it's just based on a ride. It looks stupid." I remember uh, seeing it. I Haunted went, Mansion had failed. Haunted um, Mansion was after. No, Haunted Mansion was after. Pir- Pirates was the first one that did yeah. this. Uh, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Because when Haunted Mansion came out, I was like, "There's they keep making these films, thinking they're going to match Pirates." When Pirates came out, I still remember. I went to see it with White Chocolate and his now wife. Yeah, and. Both of us, because she wanted to see it, because she loved Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. So we're going, and both Eric and I are thinking, Eric's white chocolate, by the way. Um, <laughs> sometimes I forget that I don't call him Eric. I just call him white chocolate. Right. Uh, we're both thinking, this movie's going to be stupid. It's going to be campy. It's going to be dumb. He thought he might enjoy it, because he liked The Mummy. I'm one of those, like, watches The Mummy going, it's too campy for me. It just doesn't work as a great film. We get to the end, and I'm just looking like, that was really good. 
Like, really, really good. It was fun. It was exciting. It was gritty enough. You know, I'm thinking, they're not going to let the pirates kill anybody. When they invade the town mm-hmm. and start just wasting people, you know, putting swords through them or whatever, I'm going, okay. And All Sparrow right. doesn't, or yeah. Depp doesn't overplay his part. He uh, plays it really well. That's yeah. well, that was part the, of the that review was... with Five is the fact that you get to the point where his character isn't different enough. Anymore. And he, he's more drunk in it. He's only... I actually, I, th- I thought movie. he wasn't that good. Yeah. To me, that character is annoying. I... The, well, see, the, the points where every he movie gets they've upped the, they've uh, they've yeah. upped the character's you know quirkiness. He's by the way, Haunted even... Mansion and Pirates were the same year. It's the same year. Haunted yeah. Mansion came out in the fall. They did though. Yeah. <laughs> they did not think Haunted Mansion through. They made it like a comedy. It, yeah. Haunted the... Man, I've never seen it. I never. There's supposed to. to be a new one coming out. Well, hopefully it's based on Euro Disney's because I, oh, I want to go to that haunted mansion yeah. so bad. Supposedly it's darker and it's it's actually frightening yeah. in a way. Like yeah. it's not, you know, ghost will social law. It's like ghosts are gonna. Well, kill the, you. the only thing in there that's supposed to be frightening is the little things that pop up. They're supposed to give. Well, you no, that, but in terms of jump. like the tone, when yeah. you go through the only thing in in the haunted mansion in, in Disneyland here in California that's kind of sinister is when you go through Constance's room. Yes, the bride, because it is you know with the the the, the, the and all the pictures are changing mm-hmm. and, and her even, death, yeah. you know what yeah. she's saying, like that's creepy. Yeah, and then you get you know you go from a party, go through that the Hatbox Ghost, which is so great with the way they've changed it with the digital kind of thing. Hatbox Ghost is first. I'm not a huge fan of the digital use, and even like uh, I don't even remember like how they did it. The, the original yeah, the was just a glow with a head with a like a, a head in it, and they would just like it was like a white head. And they would just like show a projector that would show the the face moving. No, I'm talking about the Hatbox Ghost. I don't oh. remember how they used to do the Hatbox Ghost. Oh, yeah. I, I can't I remember what they either, did before. But it, it, it just seems thing. it the digitalness shows, and I don't. On like Constance, that that much. it does a little. Yeah. That um, Madame Leota is fantastic. I don't remember her ball ever floating before. It didn't. It, didn't. it used oh, to okay. sit on the table with because that was with a mannequin was, head in it. Yeah, it was a single projection. Okay. Doing the digital in the ball allows it to. Time, I'm like, yeah. Oh shit! No, the Madame, cool. Madame Leota's room is fantastic. Yeah. The constant stuff looked so. It was creepier when it was more of a practical stuff. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so in terms of pirates, in terms of the movie itself, it's like I said, it was better than four. Four was just. They were trying to do something different. Well, that's the thing is, but still feel that part vein. of the part of the. I talked about this with Jurassic Park, because I've heard people when they're talking about pirates and like, it's just pirates. It's just you have to accept the fact that a Pirates of the Caribbean film is going to be about pirates mm-hmm. in the Caribbean, like Jurassic Park. See, it's going to be dinosaurs on an island. That was the other problem with four. Is ninety percent of the film was not on water. Yeah, but again, it's not like pirates is just a water thing i mean no water but ride, you don't right? have, i mean the Islands. black pearl the only time you see it in four is inside the bottle yeah well they were trying to well again i think they were trying to get away from all of the tropes that you mm-hmm. had in the first one. the first three ended up being two captains running after the black pearl over and over again yes and sparrow has it hector has it sparrow has it hector has it. Spar- again and again and again and again and again and again playing out the string of the last third of the first film, which was the curse changing kind of quickly right? because of where the coin was and the blood and what have you, which was done very well. But mm-hmm. then to try and 
expand that in a way where everything's a twist and everything's a double, triple, double, triple, triple, quadruple cross. Right. Your head just explodes. And it's the three is whatever, like cannot make heads or tails of that film. One of the things with, with Jack Sparrow, there's a, there's a line that's, is it cut out of two or is it cut out of three? When he's speaking to whoever's the head of the East India company. And Mm -hmm. there's something cut out where Sparrow, you know, he talks about, you know, if you've just had delivered your cargo, You'd still work for us, and Sparrow says humans aren't cargo. Two. People aren't cargo. It's two. It was a two. That line to me, they had kept that in and no, gone I'm sorry, it, it, it is three. It is three because that's where Sparrow gets on. He goes, it's where he goes into the cabin and he he's yeah he's in the office. Yeah, he's playing her. Yeah, yeah, he's in the office, and then the little the little short dude comes in. Yeah. Um, when I saw that, I said it changes his character to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. And you see bits and pieces of it in those first three films where he starts to take a little bit more of a serious tone. That This is, in a way, it's almost an act. Yeah. The way that he is is almost an act. And it removes some of the farcical nature of his character at a core to me. Well, that's why... And if they had... Hold on. And if they had gone forward with that, where his nobleness was balanced by his mischief and his even, you know illegal activities right then you have a more interesting character to me none of that is there in five right he's just he's drunk he's, he's a character crazy. of himself yeah and it he doesn't play it as well because there's there's very little to no moments of that seriousness that's there mm-hmm. you don't see the connection with is it philip who's the main who's, who's the kid yeah it's it, it's, it's philip right? yes Knowing what you know in terms of what, who Philip is and the connection that Jack had to his parents, he never once seems to really care about him. Right. Which drives me nuts. Because when you get to the end and you get her and Hector, mm-hmm. and Hector's moment feels genuine. Right. Because it's an immediate switch yeah. for Hector and the hell? Uh, I think it was the wine glasses behind Oh, you. is that what it is? Um, Hector Hector's and the, the way Jeffrey Rush plays him mm-hmm. switches immediately oh yeah how he deals with Salazar how he deals with the point where he thinks he's able to get over Salazar with the Black Pearl and then the moment he does everything changes with him yes and so again much like two part of the one of the biggest parts of my enjoyment of the film is Barbosa. Mm-hmm. Barbosa to me is a much I, more interesting character. Thought, well, and I, I agree with that. And you're right about Jack. There's a line that um, that Orlando Bloom has in one of the earlier films about does he make it? A, you know, does basically does Jack make this up as he's going along, or does he have it all planned out? And you get that feeling of you know he's bumbling through something, but then all of a sudden there's a little twinge of no, he may have already had this plan. Well, out that's ahead what the first one is. Yeah. And the second one is to a certain degree as mm-hmm. well. And there's there's the way twinges that, of it in the third one, and even maybe yeah, a little bit of the fourth one, but not as much. I haven't seen the third one in so long. Yeah, because I just the first time I saw it. Oh my god, the first time I saw it was like two in the morning. Um, that was an odd. No, it was three. I think it was three forty-five. Wow. We did. <laughs> my friend and her friend were got tickets for like three forty-five at the El Capitan. Yeah you know, day of release Friday morning or whatever. And one of them flaked out. 
so I took the ticket. I think you told to that story. Before. Yeah, I think I told you when we were talking about Pirates two weeks ago. Yeah. And so I saw the film like half asleep the first time and still going through. And I still remember like leaving and I did it with five too. I left to go use the restroom because I had to go somewhere and then walk back in to watch the final scene. Cause I'm like, I gotta go. I just yeah. gotta go and come back. I gotta do it. And you know, the weirdest thing of that whole experience was walking out onto Hollywood Boulevard at like five 45 in the morning. Yeah. There's nobody there. And it was like a light mist on the, on the, you know, on the streets. And there's one like, this is weird. Um, but yeah, five. Uh, Doug asked me about five because he he didn't see four. Um, he was so done after three that he didn't mm-hmm. think he was going to see it. I said I think it's a it's a film worth seeing. Yes. Um, if you I enjoy love, the, I love if you enjoy the pirate movies again, it's the Jurassic Park thing. It's going to be about dinosaurs on an island. If right. you don't want to see a movie about dinosaurs on an island. Don't go see Jurassic see, I, Park. I saw a lot of critics that were the biggest complaint was, oh, it's another. Uh, it's another water curse. There's a you know. There's another. That curse. was actually one of my problems with it because the the curse thing is just over and over and over again. But that was but it worked with what the MacGuffin was for the movie. And, yes, and but and you think about it, 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 and there was a time when there was you know sailing across the ocean and stuff. That you believed in all of these curses. Oh, no, I'm not, there I'm not these debating curses. that at all. I'm not. And now that at you all. don't have that anymore. But what I'm saying is, you now have four or five films that are really based on a curse. Yes. And it, you, the MacGuffin thing is, you have to have a MacGuffin. This is George Lucas's thing about Indiana Jones Four. Mm-hmm. Why he originally didn't want to write it. He's like I, trying to figure out what he's chasing because Indiana Jones is always going to be about chasing something. Right. What can I come up with that's going to be different? When it was supposed to be the Spirit of Destiny, he just looked at it and said, but that's just the Cup of Christ again. Yeah. Just doing the same story. The Ark of the Covenant, the, same, the reason to do, the reason they wrote um, uh, Temple of Doom so different was because they didn't want it to be a Christian religious artifact because even then they kind of figured, we're going to do the Holy Grail at some point. Right. We, we, we can't not do it. I mean, this is this is the, the, the quest of mankind and all this other stuff, you know, back then. Which the very next film was the Holy Grail. But that's the thing, is the, knowing that when yeah. they kind of went into Temple of Doom, they decided to do it based on, on Hinduism. Well, that's why the try Young and find Indiana Jones Chronicles was so good, because it yeah. wasn't just religious artifacts. Yeah, it was him, and you're able to flesh out that character, but that's a difference between TV and, and sure. film. TV, you can have four episodes of him chasing one object that has nothing to do with the object because you're really just spending the time with him and his friends. Right. Or him being in World War One. You can put him in World War One, the Mexican Revolution. The same thing with pirates is you can't have one that's just he's looking for treasure because right. they're all looking for treasure. It's whether it's a treasure that breaks a curse or whether it's a treasure that well, you, you know, also makes them can't rich have or him whatever. doing real piracy either because then he's no longer yeah. And you, you have know, a, a bit of that here because he is a pirate in the flashback sequence. Yes. One of the reasons I, I did like it was because I love Javier Bardem so much. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason I didn't like it is because his crew is Hector's crew from the first one. Totally. It's at a combination they, yeah. of Hector's and Davy Jones. And Davy Jones's. At least, so, at least Hector's crew had a little bit more color to them. There were the characters. Yeah, each that's, had, you had Macus and people that were in it that looked very interesting. Yeah. That, and actually had roles. Yeah, Salazar's. When you get to the point where you have three captains, yes, really four. Once you get um, Faramir in there, mm-hmm. it took me forever to figure out that voice. I'm like, who is that? That's ah, David Wortham. God, that took me forever. 
And, and like the second time, it was because the first time he's on the screen, he's, he's barely on it. Yeah. So it was the second time. But you time, hear that I'm voice. Like, it's Faramir. There it is. And Melissa looks at me like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, I'll tell you later. Like, Who the fuck is Faramir? <laughs> I said, it's Faramir. It's Boromir's brother, the captain of Gondor. Idiot. <laughs> she's just like done. Because <laughs> she's, I don't think she's actually seen all three of those. She does not like those films. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. We almost broke up. Wow. It's like, I don't, I don't know if we can do this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she's like that. She's like Reese's peanut butter cups. I'm like, ah, this is gonna be different. She doesn't like peanut butter. Oh. The only peanut butter oh. cup she ever eats is the dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's. Mm, and even then, I'm not a big fan of dark chocolate. <laughs> so we thought yeah. to get two different packages. Because you like white chocolate. I like covered... white chocolate would be my favorite. <laughs> We've covered or that milk in chocolate, this, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, it's. I thought it was fun. I thought it was good. It's not great. One of my problems with the experience is our local, what used to be man theaters. What what's the what's the Jans now? Regal? Regal. 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 So Regal on movie phone doesn't differentiate between the three D and the non three D. Oh. So we pick Jesus. the time we get up there. It's the only time that we can go because we're going right after she gets out of work. She's something to do that later that night. So when we get it and like okay, make sure you pick up your three D glasses and immediately we both go oh f. This is going to suck. She does not like 3D movies. And I understand why she just gives her a headache. Yeah. It was so loud. So once she starts getting the headache, it's pounding. So I'm watching the film and I'm turning and watching <laughs> my girlfriend take the glasses off and rub her temples and just like cringe her eyes. And I know she's in pain. So I'm kind of like half watching the screen, half watching her, asking her if she wants to go. She's like, no, let's get through the movie. Let's, let's get through the movie. So I wasn't as fixated as, as yeah. it could have been. I mean, I still got it. It wasn't, you know. There wasn't. There's not much. Yeah, there's it's not, not a, a hard. Yeah, there's the, the, it's not memento. <laughs> um, it's also not the end of the third pirates where it's right cross after cross after cross after cross after and trying to figure out forty five captains and who's double crossing who. <laughs> Did you like this. Paul McCartney was, in it? That was dumb. <laughs> and there's well, no reason got, for it. If it was Mick Jagger, yes, that would have made sense yeah. to me. When it was Paul McCartney, because again, well, let's just kind of like, you know, that's. Right? And I said, yeah, it's Paul McCartney. And afterwards, she's like, why is Paul McCartney in the film? I said, well, we know uh, Keith Richards was in number three because that's who uh-huh. uh, Johnny Depp based the character on. If it was Mick Jagger, it would have made sense like to have someone from the Rolling Stones in there. Yeah. But to have Paul McCartney, just to have Paul McCartney makes zero sense. Mm-hmm. The, uh, <laughs> I had um, a million days. A bar uh, yeah. for a beer and a mop. I love that joke. Still funny. Um, uh, I had a, a million days to die, a million ways to die in the West yes. in the background the other day, which is it's I have no interest so in that film. Stupid, because I'm not a big Seth MacFarlane fan or anything. For some reason, I think it was because Charlene Theron was in it. And yeah. I was like, I want to see how bad this is. It's oh great. god! I watched ten minutes of Ted, and I said, anyone who thinks this movie is funny needs to move because this is why we get bad comedies. So. There's a part in the the future joke. That's what I'm talking about. Why is that in there? (laughs) There's no reason. There's nothing in there. There's absolutely no reason. Keith Richards in three plays a character. Mm -hmm. Is it actually actually his father? It's actually his father. It's actually his father. That makes sense because of the backstory. And he's also in the court. Yeah, Yeah, he plays a fairly major role in three. Yes. Supporting role. But when you know the 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 
behind the camera story, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Why it's him instead of some other and celebrity he makes, or makes whoever. makes a cameo in four, but you know, it's like yeah, real I don't quick. I remember that. Because I don't remember four. Um, all I remember is there's a scene with mermaids and Monica Bellucci's in it. That's not Monica. Um, Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz. Yes. Should have been Monica Bellucci. That would have been, <laughs> been better. Um, anyway, and, yeah, but she, um, Ian McShane's character is totally, Blackbeard's totally wasted in that yeah. to me. So that Black to the Future shot in Million Days, Million Ways is the same thing as Paul McCartney. And this, it just makes you shrug your shoulders like, why? Yeah. That could be Justin Bieber. It could be, who cares? Because it makes no sense. And that scene, that scene There's was no basically connection. just him. That the whole thing of him being taken. He, basically, Jack's been captured. He's he's in jail, and Paul McCartney's character. They're is taking him to the gallows, Uncle and he Jack. calls him. He calls yeah, he's Uncle Uncle Jack. And again, the, Paul McCartney doesn't have a connection with Keith Richards. Right. If it's Mick Jagger, to me that makes oh, it's funny because he's in the same band. They're band brothers. Yeah. He's his uncle. He's his brother in this universe. Or no, whatever. no. That, to me, that would have made yeah, more sense. Yeah. Total more sense. But you picked Paul McCartney. You and got Paul and McCartney. Mick, Mick Jagger as a person is more animated and closer to oh, what yeah. what Keith Richards and Jack Sparrow. You know, there would be more like. Yeah. yeah. That no. would. That one was weird. And and. As soon as he showed up, and as soon as I see it, I'm like, why isn't that Mick Jagger? Yeah. Why isn't that Jagger? No, that, that would have been better. But that whole scene was I mean, was he's got moves put like in the Jagger, movie. But not Ouch. I was going for that, too. I was trying to think Ouch. of that. Uh, it, but just, that, that just, whole just scene. as a side, I just want to say, um, the week that Chris Cornell passed away, Yes. Um, Doug, who does the Puck Podcast, had 30, 32 song titles from Soundgarden, Audio Slave, and Chris Cornell's uh, solo work uh-huh. worked into it. It was amazing to go through it and pick them all out. And I thought that was awesome. That's cool. When I did the moves like Jaggers, that I thought of that, I was like, that would have been cool. We should have done that. <laughs> but yeah, no, that whole scene was written just so you could get Paul McCartney into. Yeah, it. there's no reason for it. Yeah, none. The guillotine. Just, the guillotine joke was funny. Uh, oh, you get three choices. You can be hung, you can be shot, or you can get the guillotine. Ooh, guillotine. That sounds French. I want that. I like the French. <laughs> yeah. No, the, the kind of the kind of raucous, you know, jailbreak scene, and that was that what was. It, what the hell is that? What is that red? This. Yeah, that's from uh, WonderCon. It was the the booth of. Uh, I, feel I feel like, like Peter. Peter. It was like nothing but Peter Parker Spider Man booth, and they had a little <laughs> iPad set up. <laughs> oh, I see. He's got the thing. He's got the yeah. It's that that tower of Peter's is off to the right. Yeah. Asterisk, so, subjects so may change. Any any cosplayers got to go up there and take a picture for oh, free cool. in a card, you know, that little mm. card or oh, something. Okay. I was I just noticed that person was like, Why is she on that card? <laughs> yeah. Why does she feel like Peter? I don't remember Peter killing people and taking their heads with him. That'd be an interesting <laughs> Spider Man comic. That, that should be a home, Spider Man Homecoming. Spider Man Homecoming. He turns into Predator, just starts ripping people's heads and their spines off. He becomes the Punisher. Yeah. Just a. Uh, Web sack of heads. Yeah, at police station. <laughs> got you, you do uh, eight heads and, or the, oh, the yeah, yeah. what's eight, eight heads, heads and duffel bag? Yeah, is it eight or is it seven? It's eight. 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 Joe Pesci's one. Yeah. Um, no, but why one of them? I don't know what they. You know, there were there were certain <clears throat> elements of this movie that worked and I enjoyed. You know, it's like you don't need to see four to understand. I mean, you do need to see four to understand how 
Barbosa has a sword that can get the pearl out, but you you know of the bottle. You really didn't because I. But you I also totally don't forgot. really need to. No, you don't. You don't need to. You don't need to know four at all. Right to me, except um, except for that little part. Well, even then, it's not. You just take it as he breaks the bottle. Yes. Once the bottle's broken, then the no, that, you can take it as that. But if you if you that's see what I four and know four, it, yeah. then you understand it a little bit more. That's if the you only know thing the you need a four. trilogy. You need because the character is connected to it. Yes, and kind of the whole idea, but they explain it well in the beginning, of of kind of what's going on. The end of the movie was ruined for me because on Facebook the week before the very end or the credits end, the very end. Um. When they're at the lighthouse and all of a sudden over the hill rise, you... Oh, yeah. No, they had said that. On, I on thought Facebook, they said it months before. No, it, they didn't. On Facebook, all of a sudden it said another casting confirmed and it had her picture. And I was like, fuck. If that would... I, 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 had, I assumed, because we knew Orlando Bloom was in it. He's in the first five minutes of the film. Yeah. When I saw him, I assumed that was going to be the ending, that she was in it. I had hoped. But then when I, when, when I, first, saw, when I first found out that he was... Orlando's character or son, I had hoped that she would make an appearance in it, uh, you know, and but to have it ruined, I was just like, you couldn't have just said another casting, you know, and just put the pirates. No, I just, or something. I just assumed she you was had, in it. I sort of, I sort of assumed that I knew that she was in it or something. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing it. But it was. It's, nice not, it's not like X Men: uh, 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 Days of Future Past, where I avoided everything, right? Because in my head, the ending that we got of him at the school and. James Marsders and Famke Jansen come back as Cyclops yeah. and uh, and Gene. I wanted that. I didn't know if we would get it. Right. And then when I got it, I was so super excited because I still I didn't know for sure. Yeah. But I knew like if you went to IMDb, their names were on the the cast a month beforehand. Yeah. The James Marsders and Famke see she Jansen wasn't listed on IMDb. For she me. was listed on IMDb like the week before. Yeah. Because that's what I'd stay. That's away when from it came everything. out. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, that was you know. That's how you ruin movies. But the the plot of the movie, you know, I I enjoyed. I enjoyed the Trident stuff. Um, the Salazar thing is good because it's, I enjoyed know, the them getting thing. to to the you know the mysterious island you know within the Trident. I thought I thought that it were the reflection of the the universe was really cool. The uh, <laughs> the one thing is is the the British captain. Yes. Whatever, he's like a major part of the first third of the film and he just disappears. <laughs> yeah. And he just, and halfway through the film, oh, look, they destroyed the ship. He's gone. It's yeah. Like, what? Well, they destroyed the ship. They, he, he yeah. presumably died on and the I ship. And I was just like, I thought he would have been good to keep going and have some piece of the end. But you had too many antagonists then. Yeah, but then why is he in the beginning? I mean, you, you had too, that in the original too, with... He's with too the, big and a, he's too big of a piece. Yeah. To just disappear halfway through. But see, whereas you had two antagonists in two and three with each in these trading company and Davy Jones, you had a reason for them to be together because, you know, yeah, but they were controlling Davy Jones they with the heart. You couldn't people, do that with this. They use the other people. Well, that's the thing. You doesn't. You don't have to use him in that at all. He yeah. can be just chasing the pirate, mm-hmm. and and you know something where. He could attack that once the ship was physical, when Salazar's ship was physical. Yeah. The um. Did you mind the what young? Was the, what was the name of the ship again? Um. I keep wanting to say it's the Flying Dutchman, but that's Barbosa. No, it's um. Oh, Barbosa's Barbosa has the flying. No, the Flying Dutchman is the is uh, is Davy Jones, isn't it? Davy Jones. The Dying Gill was um. 
is the ship that Johnny Depp made or that they made at the very beginning. Yeah. His was something well, what's like Barbosa's? Do they name Barbosa's or does he just have a man of war? No, his is his the flying. Ship is huge. His is the flying. No, his is um. No, the Dutch, the Dutchman is is Will Turner's no, boat. Yes, but Jones's his boat. ship is um is Blackbeard's ship, which is um. Oh, that's the, right. What the hell was this real ship's name? The Salazar ship have a name then? Yes, it was something besides like besides Bodie Bodie McEda boat. It was uh, I forget now. <laughs> um, Who's everybody's ships? That was that was weird though. I didn't like that. That it would you know kind of come up and just like the. I actually liked that. I thought that was cool. I did you like the uh, the young CG uh, Jack Sparrow? That's okay. It was. Did you okay? What, oh yeah, basically, once they did Robert Downey Jr., like, hey, we can do this with everybody. Oh yeah, yeah. What did you think? Because the compass has always played a major role within the franchise. That's fine to me. The, the compass to Jack is the lightsaber to. A Jedi in in the original, but trilogy. the way that they they encompassed it, haha, uh, into this. Don't just look. Just leave that to me, okay? <laughs> I didn't mean to do it. I just, uh huh. Sure you didn't. No, I really didn't. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. the way that they brought it into it and actually gave it more of a meaning, other than just whatever your heart's desire, that you know, if you betray the compass, you know, that's what. Yeah, I'm it's lo- attached to him. Yeah, because it's the one the one piece he got to keep. Yeah. Well, I guess he had the black pearl too in his pocket. It's in my pocket. It's in my pocket. So if he's moving all around, does it just magically stay? Like if the bottle's straight up and down, does it, does the water stay <laughs> vertical then? Well, because they just drown it over and over. Again? Because in four, which is really weird, because in four the crew was actually on the ship in the bottle. I guess he figured out a way to get him out. So somehow Marty, you know the the yeah. the midget, uh, which had a great yeah, person. He had he had some great lines in this. Four. Huh? Dwarf. Dwarf. Well, yeah. Um, the way he had, you know, they were all in the bottle. So somehow he got out of the bottle, which. Uh, the smallest. Yeah. Did it's you know, did you. <laughs> he, he crawled out of it. Um, oh, God. I'm still trying to figure out the ship's name. <laughs> just, this is why we wouldn't have three subjects because we were, what are we, almost an hour now? Just talking about uh, forty-one Fight. minutes, yeah. Forty-one minutes talking about Pirates Fight, among other things, among uh, the ride. I have a movie to get to at two fifteen. So, oh, you need a movie to get to. Um, no, I thought the movie. I thought it was really good. I loved. I absolutely loved how they had the girl be um, Barbosa's daughter. I thought that worked. It was so good. The girl. The girl. I forget her name now. I want to kill her Elizabeth, but that was uh, Kira Knightley. Is it Corinne? Something like that. The only reason I know half these characters is the characters got added to the Pirates of the Caribbean level on Disney Crossy Road. So I've been <laughs> playing them. Um, That's how I can look up all the character names. I can go to Disney Crossy Road. <laughs> the wasted piece, because you know what I'm saying, is the, the witch, voodoo priestess, whatever. Yes. Again, two minutes, one of which with Faramir's character, with the captain, uh-huh. gone for the rest of the film. Has nothing to do with the Which rest of the Which was a film. great character. And she's just gone. Yeah. Has nothing to do with it. No, I, I, I agree. I just, you know, everybody's talking about there's going to be, that there could be another sequel and everything, but they keep saying this is the last one. It's not the last one if you're looking at the, if the post credit scene. The post credit scene. Which they may not do it. 
See, you know, you never know. When but I first it feels saw it, like they're just like, let's put this in here and we'll see. When I first saw it, how that's going. I thought that they would put it in there. They they put it in there just to have all of the characters from the original. You know. Yeah, but you never see them. No, you don't. But that was that. But the other thing is, you didn't really know if it was Will's imagination or not until you see the little barnacle there. Yeah. Well, that's when I saw the barnacles. I'm like, okay, they're going to end up doing another one. Davy Jones. They, you know. We've said spoilers, but David Karina, Jane shows that's up. What it is. Karina, okay. So what was the princess? It was Henry Turner? Oh, it was it was Henry, not Philip. Yeah. Sparrow. Is Philip is the actor, isn't it? No, I think. F- oh, maybe he's on something else in here. I don't know. Shansa was the few preachers. Captain Salazar, Barbosa. Yeah, and this is all the other ones. Philip Swift. The oh, wicked- no, Philip Swift's from four. Okay. Never mind. I keep Wicked Wench is uh, Salazar's ship. Um, Wicked Wench? Wicked Wench. Wicked Wench is a Spanish man of war? Yeah. That makes no sense. Wicked Wench. Wow. Okay. Yep. That's what it says. That's bizarre. Well, it says uh, Wicked Wench. I knew it was something with W's. Because I, I remember seeing it on because the Because his ship is his ship. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the ship that he rides into the Devil's Triangle. Yes. He's a member of the Spanish Navy. Yes. I can't imagine the Spanish Navy naming <laughs> one of their ships. The Wicked Wench. The Wicked Wench. Hey, you know. Whatever, whatever it would be. It's like having an English ship, the, the HMS, you know. Pinafore? Yeah. <laughs> the HMS Pinafore. No, it was the Wicked Wench. Interesting. Um, I thought there wasn't enough Javier Bardem. I thought he, I thought he did. I thought he did an amazing job. No, he's great because he's Javier Bardem. Yeah. You see this to me, please. <laughs> um. Oh shit. I yeah, his crew really felt like we don't want to spend a lot of money on CG, so we're just yeah. gonna make one character be like a set of ribs. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it was a set of ribs. One of them had you know just a hat and like an arm or something. Yeah. Yeah, because they they all got the thing was when his ship went into the Devil's Triangle, it exploded and everybody you know he was thrown off the ship that was why he was still able to be mostly flesh and yeah he's got a thing in the back of the head i mean it's a cross between and that's why his hair was always wavy because he died in the water they all died in. it felt like a cross between hector's crew and and davy jones's crew oh yeah totally because they have pieces of you know that kind of come off or whatever but they didn't have it where you had um yeah, there wasn't enough of them to really be. There wasn't literally enough yeah. of them. You have his his first mate or whatever there for a little bit. That kind of, you know, whatever. Wow, World's End did nine hundred and sixty million dollars worldwide. The four. World's End was four. I thought World's End was three. World's End was three. Oh, World's End is three. What's yeah, the, the other one was uh, Strange Tides. Yeah, on Stranger Tides. Yeah. No, three was huge. Three was huge. Yeah. Two. Remember that first weekend for two? Yeah. The first weekend for two is insane. As a, uh, comparing numbers, we'll get to that when we talk about Wonder Woman. But you know, when they're comparing numbers to like, it's the worst opening since the first Pirates, and I was like, yeah, but the first Pirates, when you adjust for that inflation, mm-hmm. is still pretty decent. Yeah. No. The, the, yeah. On Strange Tides was for I... Queen's the... Anne. Queen's Anne's Revenge. Yeah. That's the tie. That's. That's his boat. Yes. I knew that because they, they went with the real name of Blackbeard's boat. Yeah. 
And then they the, there was a the the myth of his sword being able to you know um, tame the hearts of man and get his you know basically make them do his will and stuff like that. That was part of it. You know, the, the sword was cursed too. So many curses. So many curses. Then they break all of them, and then for some reason they didn't break Davy Jones's. See, it was a, it was a triple. It doesn't curse. matter. <laughs> it breaks all. All is all. No, I know. All is it is it, see that's the problem with it. All is after encompassing terms. That, after you sent that to me last yeah, night. Yeah, I noticed you didn't send anything back. Well, no, I was looking it up to see if they if there was a actual explanation for it, and there so far no one has an yeah. you know. We haven't even got an actual explanation as to what the hell the voices are of the Death Troopers in Rogue One. Yeah. Got to the point where I rewatched it two weeks ago, and I actually tweeted Pablo Hidalgo, but he was in Chile for a for a con or something like that. And I was like, I should probably tweet him again because I don't know. I've never seen an official explanation as to why their voices are so weird. Yeah. Like, what is it? It's not in the it's not in the visual dictionary. It's not in the novel. They never say why why they talk like characters from all the adults from Peanuts. I still think they talk in a coded language. Yeah, it's coded. But again, why have it even be? audible yeah it's the it's the the the, the droids it's like the droids never have to be audible <laughs> they should be able to talk to each other just don't, don't right there you know coded you know internal message or whatever well it's the same reason that you hear engines and in, in uh blaster bolts in space well that's a that's just a choice yeah. to me i mean the, the the thing with sound isn't the same thing as you are looking at and again, it's getting nitpick. If you're looking at droids who should be able to communicate to one another internally, if they're all in the same system, which all the droids are supposed to be, there's no reason for them to audibleize to one another. Yeah. You know, if they're yelling stop to a bunch of humans, that's fine. But when you're turning to another droid, like, I don't know why they're here. I don't know either. Let's go. You don't have to say anything to each other. And why R two D two, you know, astromechs speak with whistles and beeps and stuff. Well, yeah, that's just their their co- yes. At some point, you figure, why don't they just put in a regular voice modulator? On and it? why the ship's computer doesn't speak, but you know, it does talk to droids. Well, it's because they're plugged in, right? Just, yeah, they're talking to one another. There's different pieces of it, but anyway. So Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. So we should say right away, we are not going to give any review right now. We will. Well, give that's our, because you're the only one that's seen it. We'll give our review of it next well, week. I won't see it until Tuesday. Um. Wonder Woman has an IMDb rating of 8.3 out of 10. It has a Metacritic as 76%. And on Rotten Tomato, it has a 93% uh, uh, tomato meter and a 93% audience meter. At one point, it was 94 for As it keeps going, meter. that's because it's an aggregate, it's just going to keep going down. Yeah. There's, there's no way for it to really go up. And this you're going to have... I think you're going to have a lot of people that are going to go on and give it bad reviews just to give it This is the highest-rated DC film since The Dark Knight, which had a 94 Rotten Tomato and a 94 audience. It's weird yeah, because well, no if you look at the you're others... You're not going to touch Dark Knight. The, yeah. Well, I mean, this is the closest one. I mean, it's like one point down. But yeah, right now. Right now. Three days after it opens. Right. Look at it in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad went with a 25%... <sighs> Uh, yeah, and again, meter. that's where it ended. Where I mean, it'd be interesting to look at if they did it week by week. Yeah, if they told you where it was, you know, like we look at numbers week by week. What's its opening weekend, second weekend, third weekend? It'd be interesting to see what Suicide Squad was as people rush to the theater to go see it because they're excited. Mm-hmm. No, that's second week. It's hard to walk out if you're in that thir- first three days where you're like, 
I gotta go see this film. I'm excited. Yeah. Will Smith is in this. Woo! The Millennium again. A bunch of hurricane. When you walk out, even when it sucks, yeah. More often than not, you're walking out going, I liked it because yeah. I have to. It's genera it's Star Trek Generations. Right. When you go to see Generations, for me as a big next gen fan, super excited about it. I walked out. I had to overlook how many problems that film had because I needed to like it so bad. Oh, I liked it so much. And then, and then go later back, going a back years and going, later going, boy, this is terrible. Wow. And even, even for me, going into that film, going, I hated the fact that they didn't trust the fans to follow the next-gen crew, that yeah. they had to put William Shatner in two-thirds of the movie. It had to open with the other guys in it. In a space ribbon. Yeah. And then, yeah, the thing is, oh, Peter David gave one of those <laughs> savage reviews to that. Where he's just like they're fighting a space ribbon, <laughs> you know they're they're fighting a, a a a piece of string in space. The paper bag floating in. Yeah, and it really <laughs> is because in. Malcolm McDowell's character just really doesn't have any. No, he doesn't. You know, he wants to get back to it or whatever, but it's just you know, it's not J.J. Abrams Star Trek where you have uh, Eric Bana's character to wrap who's up desperate. Why Guinan was as old as she was? You don't. You didn't have to wrap <laughs> up why. They had to meet each other and all that. Oh, it was terrible. And then yeah. you get First Contact, which is effing amazing. Right. Such a great film. Such a great Star Trek film and I think a great film on mm -hmm. its own. It's like Dark Knight goes so high too. A really great film that is also a really great Batman film. Yes. You know, hits all the marks of Batman. And that's why I think Dark Knight Rises, the criticism of Dark Knight Rises, so much of it to me I throw out. It's a, because if you want to look at it as just a film that you throw up on the screen – yeah, it's not amazing. It's a good it's, Batman film. It's such a great Batman film yeah. because it is so Batman-y. But when you're, you're like, oh, Bruce it, Wayne's in, and you don't even see him for half the movie. That's the point. The point is that Batman is gone. Bruce has finally given this up. Mm -hmm. He's given this up and he realizes he can't. He has to keep going. But when you put that up right after Dark Knight, the phenomenon that Dark Knight was. Yeah, but Dark Knight Rises, I think, is... I like Dark Knight Rises. I, I like Dark Knight Rises a lot. I think there's a lot of really It's not my favorite in the trilogy, but it's... No. I, still... I mean, it's always gonna. Well, that's always gonna be Dark Knight, though. Yeah, it's always gonna be Dark Knight, and also because you watch Dark Knight now with a wistful sense of what if, because yeah. Heath Ledger wasn't supposed to, the Joker wasn't supposed to die because Heath Ledger wasn't supposed right. to die. He was supposed to be in the third film, mm -hmm. and then they had to throw it all out. Well, Wonder Woman's opening weekend right now is estimated at a hundred million dollars. Yeah, it should be just over. Yeah. It's like 100 point something. It's like 100 point. It's 100 million. It'd be interesting to see what the real five, number is tomorrow. Yeah. It was 100.5. Yeah. Uh, foreign gross right now is 122.5. That's the big thing. And that's where they're pointing at. I was surprised at that. I'm not necessarily surprised, but I'm glad because that's where they're – that's the numbers they're going to look at to see whether we can do this again. See, I think that was There's one of so the... many films that we look at and we see why didn't they made another one. And it's because it doesn't do well overseas. Anchorman right. for the longest time. Why was there no Anchorman 2? The studio directly told um, – oh, who's the director? Adam – oh, God. Okay. Adam McKay. Adam, yeah, whatever. And Will, Will uh, Farrell, because they own that property, they we're not giving you money because nobody saw this outside of North America. Right. You can't make a $100 million Anchorman 2 picture, which they would have needed for salaries. Yeah. We're not doing it because it's not going to do anything overseas. So Wonder Woman doing well overseas, just like Marvel movies, they keep making them because they do so well overseas. Well, I think that one reason – that's one reason why with the film 
the only tie to the United States that it has within the film is Steve Trevor's. Yeah, well, it's a World so, War One picture. It's a World War One picture. It takes so place in no Europe. Point, takes yeah. Place, yeah, so you don't. And that criticism where people are like, it's not a, it's not a United States film. I hate that because yeah. it's the same stupid thing that it's one of the things that that kills Transformers films for me. Mm-hmm. It's got to be on Earth. It's got to have a bunch of humans. Why? Yeah. Give me a Cybertron movie. I don't want a damn human in it. It's not like a Predator movie or an Alien movie or even Predator vs. Alien where you have to have a human element or you're not going to have any dialogue. Okay. Yeah, I know. But That's that was, fine with me. That, that, was why, that was why Alien yes. vs. Predator couldn't just be about the Alien Well, that's why the Predators, predators had, even though it was on another planet, they had to drop humans. I thought the right. most interesting thing they could have ever done with Predators was have it be humans and aliens. Yeah. Like, make it a real sci-fi pick. Drop Adrian Brody and Topher Grace and the woman, and then four other people are actually aliens. Yeah. Like a whole group oh, yeah, of people yeah, that yeah. are trying to figure out how to like talk to each other. Like another alien race. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. not alien. Not a xenomorph, but another alien race. Right. You said, obviously, there's other alien races because you have the xenomorphs and you have the predators, and mm-hmm. both of them are sentient species to a different degree. That would have been a great film. Well... It would been a better film. film. But I think it would have been a much more interesting film. Um, I don't hate but I, Here's the thing. Wonder Woman, to me, is a really good... It's a well-done film. I, I enjoyed it. To me, when watching it, I felt like I was watching Captain America, the first Avenger, without having some of the overdone CGI or some of the, the, the comic book tropes that they had within the film. It felt like a really good war film at some points and I, I enjoyed it and the other thing was it, it had humor it had it wasn't a Zack Snyder film it didn't feel like the other films yeah. within and I think that's why it's doing so well well that's it, it, it what we're talking about is the reaction to the film one of the things that it's it's controversial to say but I think you have to say it is wondering wondering Oh, so it works How for many you, but people... not for me when I do. Yeah, counseling. that's what I said. Don't do it. I do it well. You don't. Um, is how many people are giving it more so? Yeah, because, because it's a female director, a female oh, star. Yeah. It's like I don't want to say that this movie isn't great. Well, you know, this film has been in development since 1996. No, I know. They've been wanting to develop a Wonder Woman movie since... I they, didn't they've realize been wanting been... to want to develop a Wonder Woman film since the first Superman film. Yeah. So we're talking we're talking 40 years here of talking about doing a Wonder Woman film. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of articles on, like, why did it take 70 years to make this Wonder Woman film? Well, why, I do think... we have, why do we have six Superman films and six, seven, eight, nine Batman films? Mm-hmm. And we even have a Green Lantern film. And we have a film about Ant-Man, but we can't do a film about Wonder Woman and yeah. why it gets wrong. And it's the same thing as why they couldn't get a TV series going the second time. Uh-huh. Linda Carter. Remember um, the guy who did uh, Ally McBeal, who had a bunch of shows on TV. Right. I can't remember his name anymore. Um, he tried to develop a Wonder Woman TV series for two years. And they threw it out because, like, one, it wasn't very good, and two, it was too expensive. And then when he had to retool it to the budget they gave him, it's basically Diana in a museum talking to people. Yeah. Because um, for a long time in the comics, Diana Prince was a was a museum curator. Mm-hmm. So you you'll you'll really enjoy this. No, I'm I'm looking forward. It's the only one I've looked forward to. I mean, even Man of Steel, I was sort of like, eh, we'll see. Um, but the reaction is interesting because. We'll see what it gets to because there's also now the reaction of, well, it's a good film, but I'm so sick of people talking about it. I'm just going to say it's bad. Yeah. I'm going to say this is stupid because 
everyone's told me it's so good and and all these you know and the women only screenings and it's empowering and all this stuff you're going to have that backlash because people are jerks yeah or it's idiots. a good film because Snyder's not involved yeah you've got that now where the, I mean, you know, the tweet so that many you told me with it in... there's so many pieces where they're like well people are just going to say it's good because Zack Snyder's not in it they're not doing it uh, or he, he executive produced it he well he's he executive producer on every story yeah his wife wrote it no uh, isn't it his wife no I thought his wife wrote this she's song. a she's a producer on oh, it I think she's a producer on it I thought she was a writer no um but so the the reaction the, is, the reaction Gal Gadot was not as big big name draw. No, and it's not going to be. And in fact, it actually hurts them because there's a number of Middle Eastern countries that are not showing the film yep. because she's Israeli. Yep. And yeah. she served in the Israeli army as as all Israelis do. And yeah, it like, opened, oh, well, how it did she train for this film? Markets and she's like, Whoa. worldwide. Number yeah. 1 in China with 38 million. But you're right. There, there are several Middle Eastern com- countries that will not because yeah. she is. And some of those markets, in terms of something like Saudi Arabia, are actually very big. Yeah. So, I mean, who cares one way or the other? But it's already a successful film. Hopefully, it'll continue to ride that success. It's the first. Also, it should be noted this is the first female superhero movie since Catwoman and Elektra. Oh. <laughs> which. So it's the first female superhero movie. Yeah. Yes. It's the highest. It's the highest opening ever for a female director. Again, that's not. Someone put. Someone put on a. Yeah, one it's a of, big blockbuster movie. It's one not of the like other. Well, or anything. Yeah, one of the other. Um, Which it's already done more money than both Catwoman and Elektra. Dude, you and I made combined. more money. I found a dollar on the street today. That's more money than Catwoman made. Do you know that Catwoman uh, didn't even make back its. its no, uh, Catwoman sucks. Budget. Catwoman yeah, is terrible. Halle Berry was. But uh, Electra did make back its budget. Yes, Electra. Electra only okay. had like a forty-one million dollar yeah. budget. There was someone in um in one of the other groups on Facebook I'm 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 on, and they said no spoilers, but Wonder Woman is the best DC movie universe film, and I said that's not saying a lot. Right. That's true. Too. I mean, that's the, again. Which is with this? Unfortunately, this saying this is the highest grossing opening weekend for a female director. That's not saying a lot, right? Because we're not letting female directors do blockbusters, Avengers. Yeah, you know, as one of the things that um, the friends at, at at the shop and coworkers have said is, I don't need this female director doing Wonder Woman and Captain Marvel, and if they do Power Girl or something or Supergirl, right? That's not what I want. I want a female director doing Avengers. Yeah, I want a female director doing Thor. Mm-hmm. I want a fem- I'd love to see a female director do a Batman film. Yeah. You know, something like that. Writing and you know, Guardians of the Galaxy is the main writer is a woman, isn't it? Or one of those co writers? I think yeah. Uh, well, James, 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 James Gunn, Gunn writes, is, is the, is is one the, of the head writer. Yeah. But again, I, I, if I remember right, one of those co writers, one of the big co writers, one of the co- uh, screenwriters is a woman. Yeah. That's a huge film. And they're like, well, you know, when we, co- we have, we're looking at it in terms of Lucasfilm. Nicole Perlman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Kathleen Kennedy's the head of Lucasfilm. Right. The head of the, the Star Wars story group is a woman. Mm-hmm. At some point, and, and I think they dropped the ball with this for episode eight and nine. Ryan Johnson, Colin Trevorrow, I get it. Would have loved to have seen one of them be a woman. Yeah. Especially with Ray. Rogue One. Again, love Gareth Edwards. I hope he does another Star Wars film because yeah. I love that film. One of those films. I don't want them doing a Princess Leia film and making it a female director. Right. You don't want a female Ahsoka di- film yeah, and it's I a female. I want to see a female director do 
Boba Fett, yeah. Kenobi, Vader, Knights of the Old Republic. I'd love to see an original piece, a Knights of the Old Republic I can, film. I can see a Boba Fett film. Yeah. Written by. That's that's the point that you you know, we're talking about the fact that you know it's a it's a huge gross for you don't a female want, you director. Don't want a female but it's a female director. Li- yeah, a female director with a female character that's right. probably the most recognized female character in the entire world. Right. You know, other than you know, Mary or something. Princess Leia. Yeah. Even then, I, I think Wonder Woman's going to be... Wonder Woman's got 75 years yeah. of cultural recognition. Yeah, she does. Because she doesn't age. Um, so, in, in, in that regard, yes, yay, go team. But it doesn't push the needle. Right. Uh, is it... Who's the director of The Hurt Locker? Is it Catherine Bigelow? Yeah. Yes. Catherine Bigelow doing The Hurt Locker was huge. Yes. You have a female... Directing a war film that has almost zero female characters in it. Mm-hmm. His wife back home was, was Evangeline Lilly plays, who's in the movie for less than fifteen minutes right. total. Everything else is guns and explosions and fighting and infighting and mm-hmm. backstabbing and psychological craziness of him wanting to go back. That movie to me moves the needle, and it didn't. Yeah. That's the movie I look at and go, "You had a Best Picture winner." You have a female director. And she didn't directing, win for directing. Yeah. Directing Jeremy Renner. Directing. Anthony Mackie. Anthony, Anthony. That's right. It is Anthony Mackie. Yeah. No wonder why I love that movie so much. Um, who's the guy at the beginning? Uh, 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 Pierce. Brosnan. No. That's, first, <laughs> that's his last. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce in the beginning. <laughs> no, it's his last name. <laughs> it's his last name. Um, that to me proves like this. this is the problem. Like, stop looking at it at, like that. Having, you know, and we know it's male-dominated and all that type of stuff, but especially, look, to me, the disappointment is in something like Lucasfilm, where Kathleen Kennedy is the head of Lucasfilm. They've always had women in important positions right. through there. Kathleen Kennedy is the executive producer of almost every Steven Spielberg film mm-hmm. after the first Raiders. You know, her and, and um, Gary Marshall together, and then Gary Marshall stopped and all that. Um, Gary Marshall. It's not Gary Marshall. I can't remember his name. He's the vet in Jurassic Park. Um, he was his producer. He was Steven Spielberg's oh, like right, personal right, producer yeah. like the whole time. Maybe it's Gerald. Something like that. Anyway, that's the, to me, Lucasfilm, and, and I could see them doing that right at, when they're done with episode nine, whatever that next film is, I would not be surprised to see it be a female director. I could see that. No matter what that film yeah. is. Whether it's Kenobi, Vader, Boba Fett, Han Solo 2, whatever they're going to do. No, they're going to kill Han Solo in the Han Solo Solo film because you can't. Amazing. See, they, they set an ex- <laughs> they set a standard with Rogue One where you can't have those characters go on to other movies. <laughs> Lando can't survive from this because he never does anything <laughs> afterwards. Well, that's going to that's that's the pro- you're going to get Han Solo next year and everyone's going to be like, Woody Harrelson's character has to die because why wouldn't he have a big part of the rebellion afterwards? Or why isn't he a part of the Jabba's palace? I don't understand. The whole galaxy isn't those four effing people, for right. God's sakes. That's my big problem with Rogue One. Everyone has to die because they don't understand why they wouldn't have a part in the film. Or later, There's more than one rebel base, for God's sakes. In the first film, they just say the rebel base because it's easier than saying, I want to know where the big wigs are. Right, but the I need the rebel not even there. Headquarters, whatever. Yeah, and it's like Mon Mothma's still head of the rebellion at the beginning of episode four. She ain't on Yavin anymore. 
Why didn't you say that? Well, uh, Mon Mothma has to die in Rogue One because you don't see her in Yavin afterwards. They would have evacuated her ass immediately. She's like, okay, we just blew up an Imperial but facility. But see, the fleet, they are, the fleet gets decimated over Scarif, so that's why they're not there for Yavin when the Death Star shows up. No, the, there's still part of the still No, there's still fleet. parts of it. Yes, but that's that's... That makes sense as to why. Well, also they didn't send any capital ships because they're like there's no reason to, you know, the big ships. I forget people might not know nomenclature. <laughs> capital ships are the real big ships. Home one and 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 the the main ship that Admiral Raddus is on would be a, considered a capital ship. Yes, the anyway, medical frigates. Because and... you could also reverse it and go, why are there no star destroyers around the effing Death Star? <laughs> it's because Tarkin's like nothing can touch me. I don't care what shows up. Look, the whole I just fleet destroyed can show up. The, all, the Imperial Records planet, all right? Well, I just destroyed a planet. I mean, at, at that point, yeah. once he destroys Alderaan, I'm sure he would have looked at the fleet and said, I don't need you. Yeah. You don't, well, and that's no what, matter what shows up, even if the entire Rebel fleet shows up, because of the pinpoint accuracy that they've just shown, and you show it in the Death Star 2, I could just take out the whole fleet. So you can answer some of those questions, but... The question well, is isn't, becomes, isn't there a... Uh, there's a reference made, and I can't remember if it's Rebels or if it's one of the books or something, about... Um. Oh, it's in no, it's in uh, Thrawn, where they mention that Thrawn, you know, has this theory. He he thinks he knows that the Death Star is being built. Yeah, part and, of the whole thing of it is him discovering that. Right, and that that once you get to being to building such a big structure and thing that you think that it's going to wipe out everything, you're making yourself vulnerable because you need to have those smaller ships and smaller fleets. Well, yeah, you just do one thing. Everything's based off of one thing. Right. It's the same thing. is the Rebel fleet wouldn't congregate into, into one spot. Again, even, even what the Council says is the danger of going to Scarif is we put all this together and you send it. It's gone. They're a terrorist cell. Yeah. There's a reason why Al-Qaeda doesn't have a big building in Syria it's going, not Cobra this is, this is all where we hang out okay <laughs> even Cobra kept Springfield and Cobra yes. Island at the same time yeah I mean it was just that's the way Larry Hama wrote it well they had other bases they had an, Ar- an Arctic base and well they had their pterodromes all over the place but yeah. yes even even Cobra as a paramilitary terrorist organization didn't put Cobra Commander and Serpentor in the same place right Commander was on the island. Serpentor was in Springfield for a while. Speaking of Cobra, we mentioned that we were going to talk about the uh, IDW. I don't even think we finished the Wonder Woman thing yet. Uh, no, we haven't. But I was just going to say we're not going to. We'll we'll save that for another day. Yeah. The the yeah. interesting thing with Wonder Woman, Variety put out an article, and again, this was one of the guys on Facebook put this on there, and they said, "Oh, it's a bigger opening than Doctor Strange." Yeah. That to me makes sense. Yeah. Bigger oh, opening yeah. than some other film that was like last yeah. year. It's lower than Batman versus Superman. Okay. But then they said. It's bigger than Iron Man, which made a ninety-eight million dollars. Yeah, it's opening weekend. That movie came out nine years ago mm-hmm. in two thousand eight. If you adjust for inflation, right, Iron Man made one hundred and thirteen million dollars, yeah. which means it would beat Wonder Woman. <laughs> the only reason I bring that up is as we start comparing these things, going back that far is stupid. Yes, we're. <laughs> I've been sitting at home watching TV a lot because I can't do anything. Um, we were watching, uh, my parents and I were watching Match Game. Yeah. From the 70s. This is like 1970, 78, 79. You know, all these people on it that you would look down and go, who? Right. That I, but I know who they are. Charles Nelson Riley. Um, Don Rickles. Which no, most no. Most people was, know Don um, Rickles, though. Oh, I can't remember Richard's last. Richard Dawson. Yeah. It's always interesting to watch Richard Dawson on there because Richard Dawson was the host of The Family Feud. And he was very, very good as a host. And the host for the match game, whenever he screws up, 
you cut to Richard Dawson, and it looks like he's just rolling his eyes. Like I could totally but at that do this point, better. But at that point, he wasn't a host. Uh, he was I doing. Think, no, he I was think doing he was already t- film and TV. Oh remember, yeah, no, he was he was a star in other places too. Yeah, Hogan's Heroes was way before he was on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's the best on that show, and he's very yeah. quick. You could tell he's he has. Anyway, so this woman wins. It was something like fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, and all of us are sitting there going, I mean that's that's a like to win fifteen thousand dollars to play match game for four days or whatever. Yeah. Right. Adjusted for inflation, it's something like eighty five thousand dollars. Yeah. I'm looking at him going, yeah. When when she's sitting there and they asked her at the end like, what are you gonna do with the money? And she said, I think I'm gonna you know buy a home. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she could put most of it, and I'm going. That's not a wait a minute, and then look at the inflation. Oh yeah, that's like seventy five thousand, eighty five thousand dollars. That's the down payment on a home, and also homes would be totally different. Too. Homes were you know the hundred thousand dollars at that time. Not was even a that. mansion. Yeah. Oh God. When my pop tells me what he paid for the last time my father bought a new car, his new car was actually more than what he bought the house for in nineteen seventy five. Yeah. I think my parents built like a five bedroom house for like under fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Hmm. He bought he bought that he bought our house in 1974 for something like twenty five thousand dollars. Yeah, it was insane. Um, now and like that's not even a down payment, right? That's um, why nobody you, owns a home anymore. You, you can't even buy a, a two bedroom condo. Can't buy a car for that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah the last the last, the last car he bought I think was like twenty five five. He's like I paid more for that car than I paid for yeah you know the base model kind of car sort of thing, but. The the big point and, and looking at numbers to me to get back to Wonder Woman, looking at numbers as a pure and starting to compare it doesn't do it justice versus let's concentrate on the fact that it's successful. Right. It's going to make its money back. People seem excited about it. People seem to enjoy it. Look, this Critics is critics seem to enjoy it to to enough of a degree. This is the DC movie that everybody was going. I don't know about. I've been burned so many times. I don't know if I'm going to be able to go see this one. Well, no, I think that's that's Justice League too. That's Justice League. It's Justice League looking at it going. It looks looks like the same as the other see, three the films. The other three films I've already seen and not enjoyed. The problem, the problem, and the good thing with this film is it's an outlier, mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of like Cap First Avenger. It's different than a Marvel film to a certain degree because it takes place in 1945. Right. And that doesn't affect anything, right? No. Okay. Um, with this film, the, one of the, the just the headline for the review: two thirds a good film, one third a Zack Snyder film that could have been re- re- removed. They're just like there's still pieces of that DC element that's in there that almost ruins it. Cap did a great thing in which the whole film is World War II, mm-hmm. and then the credit scene is him waking up, yeah, or whatever. So well, there's see, and only- this one doesn't have an after credit scene, and even the the the. Parts that are in the modern day, if you will, in in Wonder Woman, there's not. It, it's so fast and so quick that you don't. Yeah, it was even, just an interesting title for a review where yeah. I looked at it and said, "Okay, the thing with this, hopefully, it it emboldens DC to do the Marvel way of giving films to individual characters to different directors and writers, and they don't all have to have the exact same look." Yeah, Marvel. Marvel's starting to get a house style, though. Yeah. I mean, they all kind of look the same. Because um, when you look at the Justice League trailer, it looks just like Dark. Uh, well, yeah, me, it looks well, just a, like Batman versus Superman. You have five films. To, let's include Justice League. Yeah, because we know Justice League's coming. November. You have five films. 
Is it November this year? It's November this year. Why is it November? I know we talked about that, but it makes it's no sense. It's the week after Thor. That does, It makes no sense to release that film there. That's just something. Put it in the burner and release it in June next year. Yep. Like, why? It's the week after if Thor. You delay, if you delayed Batman Superman by a year, why are you rushing to get it? Anyway, five films. You only have three directors. Mm-hmm. One director is doing three films. Because mm-hmm. even, even though Zack Snyder is not going to finish the reshoots or whatever. They're Joss reshoots. That's not even, they're not even a lot of reshoots. It's, yeah. it, it's doing the reshoots and like the last kind of editing. And even then he can come back and look at the cuts yeah. and everything and, and probably make suggestions. I'm sure yes. he'll, he'll Joss Whedon is basically taking over, but that's a Zack Snyder film. Yeah. You know, Joss Whedon isn't going to make a decision that, you know, that he's going to go, you know what? Zack's going to hate this and he can't just, he can't switch it. Right. Get rid of that character. Yeah. And Zack Snyder's going to be like, what the hell are you doing? He's still an executive producer on the film. Anyway, you only have three directors to do five films. Right. Three of the films are by one director. Mm-hmm. Marvel did, a, in the end, a really good thing of not having John Favreau, John Favreau do Avengers. Yeah. To have that different voice in there. To have Kenneth Branagh do Thor. To have someone else do, Joe Johnson do Capped. Um, Russo Brothers did. Yeah, eventually. Yeah. I can't remember who did um, Hulk. I Someone who's ever worked so again. long. Yeah, but again, you have different directors and take chances on people like John Favreau, who mm-hmm. does Iron Man, and the only film of note that he had done was Elf. Yeah, to take the Russo brothers who were doing comedy films and do Captain America, and then give Avengers to them, give mm-hmm. Civil War to them, and Avengers. James Gunn, um, Guardians, to Guardian to do Guardians again. James, I don't even know what James Gunn did before Guardians. Um. Slither. Um, yeah, horror films. He did, yeah, a lot of horror films. So you have them finding directors that not necessarily fit their genre, but will adapt. Mm-hmm. We're here. Again, if you're going to go forward with this and you're going to do Flash and Cyborg and Aquaman or whatever, all got to be different directors. It's just you can't give Zack Snyder any of those films to me. Yeah. In my opinion, you can't give that any of those and to And change him. up the tone. I mean, you know, yeah. If Flash is a dark and dreary film, it's just going to fail yeah. at every level. I think that was one of the good things that even though Wonder Woman was set in a very dark period of World War One, there was humor in it, there was heart in it, the colors were more vibrant. When you're on Paradise Island, it's amazing how well, it has to be. You put Paradise Island in gray, then it's not a paradise, right? You don't, but go, even, you don't go to the Bahamas and go. You know what? I really love these gray tones. But even, but even the tones when you get when you get to London and you know, you see it in the trailer. She go, he goes, "Welcome to merry old London, her jolly old London." And she goes, "It doesn't look very jolly to me." You know, they there's well, it a makes good, sense. It's World War One. It's a World War One. But they did it where it was a great contrast from what you know you had with uh, Paradise Island, what she was accustomed to. So you did have more of a gray tone to it. In the real, you know, in in the real world, if you will, but the tones weren't black, you know, where where you don't see half of the set or what you know, you see half of the the environment because everything is so dark and dreary. The, World War One was dark and dreary, but it wasn't it wasn't as Batman. dark and dreary. Yeah, but it also wasn't dark, as dark and dreary in Britain because right. they're fighting in France. World War II is when you get into Britain and go, this sucks because right. of the Blitz and they were being bombed all the time. But but it wasn't as dark and dreary as you got with no. Batman versus Superman, even yeah. you know during the daytime there. It's amazing to still think I've only seen one of the DC Universe films. <laughs> I haven't seen any of the other two. 
But yeah, we. I'm playing, uh, with, I'm playing with my cane like a xenomorph, and it made me think of Covenant and wondering if we'll ever get another Alien film. I don't know. His Covenant failed completely. And yep. Blancoff this week said that he, he confirmed that his Alien Five is dead. Yeah. That they're, they're just really Scott has told him they're not doing it. There's just no way. I don't. I don't know where you go from here. You're gonna get another Aliens. Well, if he, Dan Aykroyd made a. Uh, Dan Aykroyd's not doing Alien. No, no, no. But he made he made a comment about. Uh, see, <laughs> Dan Aykroyd does Alien. He made a comment about reboots and that um, it's blame it blames a lot on the directors, for for what you know instead with these new reboots and everything of old films and go you know like for Ghostbusters. Well, again, like things. Ridley Scott in terms of Covenant doing Prometheus, he was trying to do something different. He was right. Trying to do something more like in the universe sort of thing and expanding the universe. And I don't know anyone who's seen covenant, but obviously it just, it seems to have failed yeah. on every regard. Be, and I still kind of want to see it because it looks, I want to see it because I've seen all the others. I've seen all the others too. And that, that to me doesn't mean anything anymore. I saw the next preview for transformers five and I'm like, Nope, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> and I remember I'm watching, I'm watching the, um, you hear the peanut gallery? She wants to see that movie. She can go see do it you know, by herself. Did, did Just you drop see, her off. Did you see what uh, what Michael Bay said about the film? He said, well... It's it, more explosion of E? He said, no. Somebody made a comment about it. He said, well, you know, you're, me killing your childhood you know, will be a lot shorter this time. Because it's shorter than the other films. Is it? Yeah. So it's even less incomprehensible. <laughs> Or even more incomprehensible. It's just yeah, it's a, it's a lot shorter than, than the other it's just, last three oh films. Oh, my God. Even... even watching the trailer and you just point out all of the Michael Bay scenes like, Oh look, it's sundown always. Yeah. Tilt you know, Dutch angle from the bottom yeah. going up. We're not giving them an optimist. Okay. Okay. How many times is Mark Wahlberg going to say, okay, the, the okay. Just every question he has at the end. Can I go to the bathroom? Okay. Yeah. Can I get a, can I get a ticket please? Okay. You know, uh, what's his name? So, you know, the, the who, oh, what was his name? I always want, uh, Josh McDermott. No, Josh, Josh Jamal. Sir Anthony Hopkins, who's in it for some reason, <laughs> but, but he says, you know, it's over. The fight's over. It's not over, okay? It's not ever okay. We got to keep going. Do this, okay? <laughs> Even though he said it's the last one, there's going to be another three of these. Well, he's going to make a whole bunch of money. Uh, Michael, this is his last one. No, four, three was his last one. Hasbro, remember? Hasbro says that they are going to do more films, but this is his last. This is Michael I'm, Bay's last one. I completely. There's no Michael way. Bay's even said this is his last. Michael one. Bay said it was the last one after f- after three. Yeah, he did. He remember he said he wasn't going to do four, back. and yeah. then he did four, and then when four was over, he said it was his last one, and then he did five. He can keep saying that, but when you bring the dump truck up to his house <laughs> and says you want to buy another house, Paramount, <laughs> you want to buy another house? Okay, because again, Hasbro can say that all they want. Hasbro Paramount's going to make that film. Hasbro Paramount need to just because Paramount makes all of the Hasbro films. Yes, but. So Paramount makes the final decision. Yeah. Hasbro can say that all they want. If Hasbro goes to Paramount and says, we want to make Transformers 6, or we want to reboot the whole thing, yeah. and we want to make it with Joey McDirector, Paramount's <laughs> going to say no, because yeah. Transformers 4 is a gigantic turd, and it made a gajillion dollars. Hasbro really Literally wants to- a gajillion dollars. Hasbro, Transformers 5, even more of a gigantic turd, and it made even more money. Hasbro really wants to get to a shared universe like Marvel. Yeah, but they're not going to do it. That's why they're it's doing. That's why they're doing all these IDW crosses. They can do all the IDW crosses if they want. Nobody else cares about those products, and yeah. they're not going to care. You're not going to use Transformers to get GI. No one's going to care about it. You'd be better off having a like directed DVD type of crossovers. If, if they did that as an animated set, 
Yeah, it'd be mildly successful. It'd be successful enough for them. I mean, it seems like it's a lot it easier. To, it's a lot easier to cross GI Joe and Mask together than it is. Well, no, it isn't because it's the same thing. That's yeah, the well, problem. That's true. Problem I said with Mask is Mask is GI Joe with Transformers, yeah. the transforming thing. Mask you needs take to all be a those people together. Yeah, Mask was a part of you know, or, or the GI evolution Joe. of GI Joe. Yeah, it's just and it's, that's see what you do is again you that you do GI Joe. You do GI Joe and then. They they mix in the Transformers universe. Then after that, it becomes Mask as a combination. But the thing of is, Joe you're taking and... you're taking a bunch of properties that were never the same, right? Never mashed, and you're trying to mash them. Well, that's why seen, Matt Tracker what, showed seen, up. In, in Matt Tracker showed up in as a figure, right? As a as a as a um, Easter egg, basically. Yes. It was basically a figure that they put on there, and they said fans of '80s cartoons are going to love this. Mm-hmm. Everybody else doesn't care. It's just a gray and red figure that comes with a helicopter. Um, it means absolutely nothing. I like that figure. No, it's a great figure. Because and I, I was a and fan I liked, of the yeah, and I was like, oh, cool. We know who this is and yeah. everything. And I was like, that means Mask is a part. It's like, shut up. It's just an <laughs> effing figure. Right. It's one effing goddamn figure. That's it. It's just a it nice just kind of piece. That we're, yeah. It's just goes, like, it's, just, just it's, it's the now. same thing as. The the Cobra Commander pistol that came with the the, the Transformers. We're not you know, talking thing. about the crossover in the in the, yeah. the book that we we're going to wait. <laughs> we're but no, but we're talking about, about that that big piece of yeah. In the, even in the comic books, it doesn't work. Right. Because one, two of those properties are very close, and then you try to put Micronauts, so you have now a Microverse. Yeah. And you have Rom, so you have this other space thing with the Dire Wraiths, which are his bad guys, which yes. end up being the main bad guys, and they get together with the Transformers. The Transformers universe, to me, what what they built is so convoluted now mm-hmm. because the Decepticons are the good guys and the Autobots are the bad guys in space, sort of. And yeah. then the Decepticons are like the police of the Cybertron now. Cybertron doesn't exist. And it's, it's having it's my friend Nora try to explain it to me. I'm like, I have no idea. If you try reading that book now, yeah. it's impossible. Soundwave is like Optimus Prime's right hand person, and he's a pacifist. <laughs> and I'm like, where did this come from? Soundwave was a laser gun. No, not Soundwave. No, sound, no, sound Soundwave was the cassette yes, player. Well, that makes sense that Soundwave could be a pacifist. He never was before. No. He's got 30 things that come out of his chest that kill people. Oh, no, there wasn't a pacifist in Transformers. If you read the G.I. Just... Joe book, Thundercracker is in it, and he's a good guy. He's a part of the Earth Defense Force. He's the, he's the Decepticons liaison slash agent in the Earth Defense Force, which is put together because of the Transformers which is run by Scarlet Sister. So it's all these different pieces that are there. And to me, and especially the way that IDW did it, in which they said all of the continuity of the G.I. Joe and the Transformers books exist. Yeah. Even though for 10 years, nobody mentioned in the G.I. Joe book, hey, by the way, there's this big silver robot named Megatron who just took over the United States. But we're not going to mention that as G.I. Joe. All right, well... We're kind of talking about First Strike, which is First Strike comes out in August, and we'll get closer to it, and we'll find out more at Comic-Con. So we'll Comic-Con. we'll talk about it more then. Oh, I know Mikey needs to get out of here because he needs to get to see oh God, Wonder okay. Woman. What time is your movie? 2.15. Oh, you guys take me home, too. I'll take go. you Someone's got to take me home. All right, so on I that note, home. we'll I take everybody home. home and... No, we're not. <laughs> You're taking everybody home. You drive... Oh, wait, no. We we'll only take, have, we'll take we only this have four episode. listeners. We'll take this episode home. You're going to have to fly to Turkey... <laughs> to drive people home. Hey, no, we had a we had a ton of listeners in San Francisco and uh, like all Turkish immigrants. 
<laughs> people on vacation. It's so weird is when I look back and I see what you know countries. And I wish cities. we could get real numbers from iTunes. That would be interesting. I wish we could. Get, yeah, there's got to be a way to. There's like Pod Tracker or something that you can. I mean, do. something because I'd like to see our iTunes numbers because that's the that's the only number that really matters. See how many? Well, no, it's just it's the biggest one. So yeah. without knowing who's there, SoundCloud's gotten to be very big though. Yeah, but it's not. It's not the it's same. It's not iTunes. Though. I mean, yeah. iTunes is iTunes is still. The there's got to be a way to track because I know the Puck Podcast knows its, its number of listeners, which is oh, yeah, insane for two guys who just started a Puck podcast. Who's like, eh, we're kind of sick of Canadian based coverage. And yeah. ten years later, they have over a hundred thousand listens. Wow. Yeah. The nice. media passes. The stupid net kept me from going to Game Five. So anyways, <laughs> we, we need to uh, declassify while you're light up. We figure out what we're going to do. All right, so check us out on Facebook.com. Well, we didn't do the Thrawn one, did we? No, we didn't. We, didn't we did Ahsoka. I finally finished Ahsoka. Finally? God. Yeah. Yeah, we, there you go. We have Ahsoka, we have Thrawn. I got food and fun stuff to do. Um, yeah. We'll have to talk about the Ahsoka book when we play around because there's, there's a piece in it I really don't like. All right, we'll talk about it, yeah. All right, so check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdables Show, and we're on Instagram as Nerdables. So for Chris and Mikey, I'm R.A. We'll say we'll next week. Say we'll say. Say we'll say. Talk to you next week. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. That's what it was kind of coming out. It was kind of coming out as see you and talk to you. We'll talk to you. We'll see you next week, man. I was going back to that Salvazar thing. Salvazar.